Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I am delighted that you're here with me. And we are marching along this summer, marching along and really uncovering each of the nuanced pieces of this blueprint of beautiful exchange journaling. So many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, that I have a brand new book out called Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. And so today we are kind of in the, in the, in the messy middle of this practice. And I've been explaining throughout the course of the summer the different framework, all the different parts and pieces of this framework that the Lord has given me, and I truly have been transformed by it and believe that it will bless you too. So that's my hope and prayer as you listen to this, and mostly as you engage in your own practice of discerning God's voice for yourself. So before I go into the topic for today, I want to mention a couple of things. Number one, if you are a coach or a business owner or someone with a message that is burning inside you and you want to share with the world, and you've often thought, you know what? It would be super fun to start a podcast. I listen to Megan's podcast. I listen to other podcasts. And man, I think I could do this. I really feel like this burning inside me. I want you to consider joining my friend Kristen Chadwick and I for the podcast boot camp. So that launches September 7th. Go to podcast boot camp from idea to launch.com. You'll get all the details. Kristen is the guru. She is the podcast coach and will really be facilitating this, but she has invited me in as a collaborator and a supportive coach to help you with your mindset and really getting aligned with the message that God is bringing to you. So go check that out. I highly recommend it. That's honestly the only way that I got this piece of podcasting out into the world is by working with her and working with this group. So that is 100% for sure. Secondly, if you are looking to grow and discerning God's voice of wisdom and guidance in your life, and you want to do something with a group to grow in community, I am launching the Untangled Faith Spiritual Formation Study. I will be guiding you and a group of like-minded people who are hungry to hear from the Lord through this book and guiding you and facilitating you in the journaling practice, processing it, you know, diving into the deep nuances of it all, starting the week of September 18th. So if you are interested in joining that online group and you want all the details, go to untangledfaithbook.com. That's untangledfaithbook.com. And you can read all about it. You can message me and you can figure out what the details are. So I would love to have you in that. Let's do it. All right. Today, we are talking about step six of this beautiful exchange journaling practice. So we have been going along with starting with gratitude, grounding yourself in scripture, really bringing your thoughts and concerns to the Lord, releasing what's on your heart, releasing what's weighing you down, stopping for a minute, receiving what God has to give you, listening for his voice, writing down the impressions that come to you, the visions that come to you. And now this is the part where we begin to transition into, okay, 
let's study this a little bit. So when I first learned this two-way journaling practice, it really was two steps. I release, I share my thoughts and concerns, I ask a ton of questions, I stop, I take a breath, I say, okay, Lord, what do you want to show me? Bring me your kingdom perspective. And then I listened, I tuned to Holy Spirit flow and write down what I hear. And that in and of itself is absolutely powerful, profound, transformational. But I love to dig a little bit deeper and I have found such benefit in going back and really studying, okay, Lord, what are you showing me? What do you want me to know? How can I take this to a deeper level? And if that's you, if you don't want this practice just to kind of become something that is sitting in your journal that you do nothing with, that you don't necessarily understand, then I want you to consider coming along this journey with us in the Untangled Faith Beautiful Exchange Journaling Practice because the next step is to reread and review what God has shown you. So when you hear something from him, when you write down words, phrases, thoughts, ideas, visions, and you record the impressions that God is giving you, what do you do with them? So in this part of the practice, this is when you reread it and you review it. And the the main point is that you pay attention to what God just said. So I actually had a woman reach out to me recently and say, okay, Megan, I've been doing this journaling. It's super powerful, but I have a question because on step six is reread and review and step seven is renew your mind. So how do I know the difference? How do I know what I'm doing? And the way that I describe it, like I said before, it's super nuanced, but this portion is as if you're going back to study for a test. I'm not saying that this journaling is a test per se, but that's the analogy that's coming to me. So I I remember, you know, being in high school and college and good gracious, how many of you still have dreams about, you have like a math final. I, I just turned 50 the other day and I still have dreams that I'm in college and I have a math final and I haven't studied. I haven't been to class all semester. It's ridiculous. I'm like, Lord, why do I keep having these dreams? But I do remember, in those times that, you know, if when, when you're studying for something, it is important to go back into the textbooks, to go back over your notes and reread and review. So in essence, that's what this part is. So it's this moment when you contemplate what you've just received from God. You go back into the page where you wrote down what you heard from him and you just begin sifting through the message. You're not judging the message. You are not, you know, evaluating or grading the message. You are simply sifting through it and you're paying attention to key points. So what did he say? And it's a lot like going back to school. So in this section, you are highlighting, you're starring, you're underlining key words or phrases about what God has shown you. So this word from the Lord is a gift to be received. It is not a problem to be solved. Let me repeat that. It is a gift to be received. So what you're doing is you're going back into the message. You are slowly rereading what you wrote and you're trusting that God's greater purpose is going to be highlighted to you. It's going to, it's going to stick out to you and you're going to highlight a word or a phrase, or you're going to put a star around it Sometimes it helps to grab some colorful pencils. I'm not going to lie. So if you're kind of an artist and you enjoy having different colors in there, then this is where you're asking God, what are you showing me? 
And as I begin to, to think about this idea, my husband had a really good point when I was writing this book. And he said, you know, one thing that I read from C.S. Lewis back in the day in a book called An Experiment in Criticism is there's actually two kinds of reading. There is the reading in which we use a book for our own purpose. So we read it, we ingest it, we're entertained by it, and that's that. But the second kind of reading is the one in which we want to receive the author's purpose. So what does that look like here? So C.S. Lewis says the first kind of reading, when you're just reading it for your own purpose, he says it ensures only bad reading because all you're doing is looking at it through the lens of your culture, your perspective, your personal lens. But if you are reading something and you want to receive the author's perspective, then that one opens up the possibility of good reading. So here's what this means to me in regards to this type of journaling. When you receive from the Lord, who is the author? The author is him. The author is the Holy Spirit. So you look back over this message that you received, you reflect on the author's purpose, God's purpose. The intent here is to be in tune with his spirit so you can hear directly from him. So you resist the temptation in this section to overanalyze or to edit. We're going to shut that down right now. You simply want to seek the truth. So you write down what stands out to you as most important. What do you have questions about that needs further exploration? Like I said, you want to highlight, circle, et cetera. So let me, let me try to land the plane here for you and make this a little, you know, kind of flesh it out for you. So I'm going to open up my own Untangled Faith journal. And I'm going to look through a couple of things that I was writing about. I don't necessarily need to get into the personal details of it. Your personal details are going to be different. But when I was writing about something specifically and I'm asking God, hey, I, I want to pray earnestly for these next steps. What, you know, what should we do? What decisions should we make? And then, he, and then I receive God's perspective and I really begin to write what I'm, I'm hearing him say to me. And then I go back in and I re-look at it. I pay attention. And in one of my journaling practices, what I discerned from the Lord is that he said to me, okay, these were the things that I highlighted. It's natural to feel jealous. Trust God's timing. Different seasons for different people. God has work he wants to do in both this person and myself. Release the burden of this other person's emotional status right now. So I was just simply writing what stood out to me. And then in the next step, I'm going to go over this in the next episode of the podcast, is then how do I take these truths and renew my mind? How do we begin to to incorporate that into our life? But for the purposes of today's step six and today's podcast, it's just paying attention to what you are hearing. That is it. It's nothing more and it's nothing less. Now, I am a big fan of Brother Lawrence and Frank Laubach. Frank Laubach was a missionary to the Philippines. And one book that has really meant a lot to me, and I would highly recommend you reading, it's called Practicing His Presence. Many of you have probably heard about that from Brother Lawrence, but there is a volume in which it's Brother Lawrence and Frank Laubach together. So you can find that on Amazon. And one thing that Frank Laubach says 
when he's talking about this inner experience. And he talks a lot about paying attention to God, listening to God, discerning what you are experiencing. And he writes this, he says, why do I constantly harp upon this inner experience? He says, because I feel convinced that for me and for you who read, there lie ahead undiscovered continents of spiritual living compared with which we are infant in arms. So that was a very long-winded and fancy way of saying he is convinced that if he really minds the inner experience, then he will discover, he will uncover continents of spiritual living that we hardly know anything about. We are just infants in arms. We are just mere infants when it comes to the depth of what we can experience in life as we begin to mature in Jesus. And as I was thinking about preparing for this podcast, you know, I thought about Proverbs chapter two, and I feel like this is a really good passage to bring to our exploration today and our evaluation today, because I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. And you can read it in whatever translation you really love. But for, t- for today's purposes, I want to go to the Passion Translation. And the headline, the subtitle for this in the Passion Translation for Proverbs chapter 2 is called Searching for Wisdom. That is what we are doing in this discerning practice. As we listen for the voice of the Lord and we write down what we hear, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? If you value wisdom, if you believe that God can bring supernatural wisdom and guidance that you could not discern on your own, then this is for you. You are the right person. You are in the right place because that's what we're going for. So Proverbs chapter two, it says this, it says, my child, will you treasure my wisdom? Will you? Then, and only then will you acquire it. So the first step in coming to this type of practice of listening to the Lord is that you treasure wisdom, is that you value it. When he knows that you will value it and you will steward it well and you will respect it and you will use it, then you will acquire it because he knows that you are ready and he knows that you can be trusted. He says, and only if you accept my advice and hide it within you, will you succeed. So straight out of the gates in Proverbs chapter two, we're learning a couple of things. Number one, God wants to know that he can trust you with his wisdom and then you will acquire it. And if you accept his advice and hide it within your heart, you will succeed because success in kingdom language in the kingdom economy is different than in the worldly economy. Verse two, it says, so train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment, then pass it on to your sons and daughters. So right now you are in the messy middle of training your heart to listen when God speaks. You are opening your spirit wide to expand your capability and your capacity for discernment. Why? It's not just for you. It is so that you can pass it on to your sons and daughters, and there will be an exponential ripple effect of legacy coming from you and your exploration of wisdom and discernment. Verse three, yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. 
So you keep seeking like someone would mine for gold. Search in hidden places for cherished treasure. Then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find true knowledge of God. As I think about mining, I think about the story that I heard when we visited Hearst Castle in uh, California. So William Randolph Hearst was the man who built this castle and he owns, you know, multiple publishing companies, is a millionaire millions of times, multiple times over. But his father is actually the one who was mining in Missouri. And he was a man of the land. Everybody knew that he was just, he knew everything about the land and he was mining. I'm going to just say back in the day, because I don't know any of the dates right now off the top of my head as I'm speaking to you, but he was searching for something he found what he considered to be a valuable metal. Everybody around him told him that it was lead, that he was mining lead and to not really pay that much attention to it. But he knew in his spirit that what he had found, this particular rock, this particular solid rock and mineral was not lead. He believed that it was something else. He did not know what it was. He mined 38 tons of it. He got all the way to San Francisco and he said, smelt this down, figure out what this is. And guess what it was? It was silver. So imagine this guy, he has 38 tons of silver packed on these mules. He goes thousands of miles to, because he knows it's something different than lead. Proverbs Chapter two, verse four says, if you keep seeking it like a man would seek sterling silver, searching in hidden places, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and you will find true knowledge of God. This man, what a perfect analogy. Everybody around him was telling him it was something unvaluable, something very pedestrian, very normal, lead. And he knew in his spirit that it was something different. That is what's happening inside of you right now. There might be multiple voices around you that's like, Why do you care so much? Why are you digging into this so much? It's just, you know, here's your worldly wisdom, like move on with your life. But you know in your heart of hearts that God has something more for you. And you know that if you do this work, if you stop and you do this inner mining, you do this digging and this inner investigation, that it will hold dividends, supernatural dividends that you couldn't even imagine if you tried. Verse six says, wisdom is a gift. This type of work is a gift from a generous God and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly lovers. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair and be empowered to make right decisions as you walk into your destiny. You are walking into your destiny when you mine for wisdom. I don't know how to say it any plainer than that. So, That's what I want you to really settle in your heart and your mind today. When God speaks to you, when you hear his wisdom, when you feel the impression of wisdom and Holy Spirit, words washing over you, I want you to stop and I want you to go back in and reread it. Highlight what's going on. What does he want you to know? And then I will take you through the steps of what to do next. But for now, I just want you to be paying attention to what you're paying attention to. Write down the things that he wants you to know, 
because if you choose to follow his counsel, he will protect you from making poor choices. He will guide you into wise, life-giving choices. You will be walking on a path, a kingdom path into your destiny, and he will protect you from walking on a path that leads to nowhere. He will protect you from walking on a path that leads to deeper deception. That's what we're going after here. We are avoiding the deeper deception. We are avoiding the paths that lead to destruction. And we are looking for the paths of wisdom and supernatural guidance that lead to life. All right, you guys, I love you so much. Each part of this process is nuanced. It's it's just details. We're going through the details because the details matter. And I'm telling you, they are, they are so powerful and so rich. If this excites you, if this brings some energy to your spirit, consider joining me and the Untangled Faith community in that spiritual formation study, untangledfaithbook.com. Go for it. Jump in. Join me. It is a no-brainer. This is going to be so awesome. All right. I love you guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, MeganBNilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.